Hey, I'm Mike. Hey, I'm Ethan. I watched the first half of Next Stop Greenwich Village. I watched the second half of Next Stop Greenwich Village. And this is, is the, the other, other half. half. Shelly Winter's Wonderland. Welcome back to the other half and yet another episode of Shelly Winter's Wonderland. Uh, the one everyone's demanding. We got so many comments about our last episode. That's so right. We, we couldn't we couldn't stop being like, we want more winters. We want, we want the never-ending winter. Where are my winters movies? I got to see winters my at? winters movies. So we, Please. we heard you and we're coming for you. Here's our Shelly Winter's movies. The next I one. I think in her... Even though she's dead, I think she's very appreciative of us bringing back her career to the forefront. So far, we've been very positive about her performances, about the films yeah. that she's been in. So, you so know, far, so far. So I'm sure as of as of this very second, she's probably very happy about <laughs> what we've done for her. So uh-huh. now we're going to talk about Next Stop Gwyneth Village, which uh-huh. is which is a movie from the 70s. <laughs> <laughs> 76 76 but it takes place in 53 so yeah pure really good example of like nostalgia bait from like the mids to the early to mid 70s yeah. right i'm just like let's uh-huh. look back on new york in the early 50s where uh-huh. you know artists moved to greenwich village and they were you know out of work actors and you know they 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 you know they had a hustle and you know uh-huh. that kind of stuff i feel like that was sort of like what that's where this... the artists lived and all you know everyone else who was on the fringes of society you know were all like there and that the little kooky village that they made it all uh, everyone lived in and it was a great time yes exactly i feel like that's what this movie is is trying to capture um it's interesting, this film. It's very interesting. <laughs> this film, it's interesting. I don't really... Yeah. I, I will say, to start off, I I, I I, love this vibe of film. Like, I love a movie that takes place in New York. I love a movie that takes place in, like, a different period of time in which it was filmed. Love watching mm-hmm. a bunch of fucking, like, artists being artists and fucking talking pretentious and shit. Love a yep. main character who's a bit weird and artistic, you know, I'm, 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 I'm jiving with it. So there's, mm-hmm. I, 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 it's set up for a, a home run for you. I, I would say so. So I'm, I'm just very curious to see how this movie continues to play out. Um, okay. that's all I'll say. Also, what a great cast this movie has a uh, movie. Opens, yeah, a secret banger cast movie opens with like the opening credits. And I learned that Christopher Walken is in the movie, uh, mm-hmm. credited under the name Chris Walken, which was very yeah. interesting. That's how that's how early in the career he was. We also have um obviously the the incomparable Shelly Winters is in this movie, of course. As mom. As as mom, um, of course. And then we also have Ellen Green. Do you know who Ellen Green is? Oh, um, I do yes, I do remember her in what the fucking movie was she in recently that I feel like we watched? Was Did she in a movie recently? I, I, I don't know. I, she was in Little Shop of Horrors. Little Shop that, that's Shop what I was going to say. She was in Little Shop of Horrors. Kind of unrecognizable in this movie if you've only known her from Little Because I saw I saw my half of the movie twice. And uh-huh. the second half I was watching, I'm like, wait a second. I think I know. But the first time I was like, who is this like unknown actor that I've never seen before? Yeah. Um, she's great. You know, mm-hmm. um, great. And um, later in my later in my half of the movie. The very first appearance on screen of Bill Murray is in this movie as well. Oh. Yeah. Would you know that there's actually someone else you haven't mentioned? I don't know if they come in your half at all. Uh, I definitely recognize them. I think I'm listing everybody. 
Um, okay, cool. Then I'm, I'm excited to have you one more cameo that you might not expect. How interesting. Um, but yeah, so the movie takes place in 1953. Uh, we are following Larry, who is... Larry! Larry! Larry Pinsky! That's right. He is fresh out of college, an acting college, um, mm. and he wants to move to Greenwich Village in order to pursue his acting career, because he knows that's where all the artists are. Um, Broadway, baby. Broadway and and all these like playwrights and all that kind of stuff. Um, and he wants to leave home. He's going to leave home. The movie opens with him leaving home. And his mom is played by Shelly Winters. Winters. And uh, let me tell you one thing about Shelly Winters in this movie. What is it? She makes this movie watchable. That's what I got to say. <laughs> That's what I got to say. Wow. I must come out early and say, I don't give a flying rat's ass about 90% of these characters. <laughs> but let me tell you, Shelly Winters makes it interesting. She's yeah. a fun character. She's just a, a Jewish mom who just loves her son, but is just such an interesting... Like She loves her son, but is such a mean mom at the same time. She's she's like, hysterical. <laughs> yes. She's like... And also... And funny. She, yes, that's true too. She is. I I do love her in this in in this role. It's interesting because we what a jump this is, right? The last movie we watched was in '53. This movie is in '71. I I I take full credit. I literally was just like, okay, I'm just throwing movies in this order. Did not mean to pick two movies that are so diametrically opposed as far as like when they were released. Absolutely. Uh, I honestly didn't recognize her too. Like it's been a while since I've seen Auntie Rue and yeah. Sign Adventure. And so I was just coming hot off of um, of A Place in the Sun. And so I watch her in this one. And I'm like, who is this? Like, when is Shelly Winters going to show up? And then I was like, oh, <laughs> shit, she's the mom. Uh-huh. Um, you didn't recognize her in most of this. I mean, she just kind of blends. That's She's such a good actress. She truly does. And, and what I yeah. love about her in this role, and I agree with you, because, like, this could have easily just been, like, hysterical, like, nagging mom, which it is. Absolutely. That's essentially what it is on the page. But – she gives this character so much like love and care and like empathy that it doesn't deserve. Like the movie literally opens with Larry leaving his house and his mom starts first, like berating him and like going Mm -hmm. like, Oh, you're going to leave me. You're going to go to that ugly, terrible part of town. You know, Mm -hmm. everyone's going to steal your, your money and all your clothes. Uh And then as he's, where's she living now? They're living in like what, what part of New York are they living right now? I, I don't I don't know if it's if it's told in, in our half. I think okay. I think maybe they live in like I don't know. I, I'm gonna I'm, I'm literally it's a Jewish community. I know because I remember uh, going like there's moments outside and you, you see a lot of people playing playing uh, older music and things like that. Yeah, I so. I would be making a guess as to where they would be living, but I, I fair I, enough. But I do know that it it's, it's it seems like it's just a train right away, so it's not that far. Um, and then but then as he's about to leave, she starts just hysterical hysterically crying and she starts like slamming her hands on the table and she's like mm-hmm. just sobbing and it's like oh man like i don't know like I, it's not 100 percent like equal but like i remember leaving home when i was a kid like a kid when i was like 20 uh 21 mm-hmm. and my mom also was like very like emotional about it obviously like your kid is like leaving you and all that stuff uh-huh and it's not a hundred percent. It's not like she didn't, she wasn't hysterical like this, but like there was this like true, like motherly feeling that Shelly Winters was bringing to this moment that I don't know if it truly deserved, but I'm happy to see, it. you know what I mean? <laughs> Fair um, Fair it's, it's great. And then he's like, he's, he's so, he's like, you know, you're, you're trying to, you're trying to make me feel guilty. I'm not going to feel guilty. And then he closes the door 
And then as he's leaving, by the way, the dad's there. Dad says nothing. The dad is just this sort of like spineless, quiet dude. And the minute he leaves, she's still like crying because she's clearly like all like, like welled up and like emotional. But then she just like pulls out a magazine and just starts reading it like to try to calm herself down. Um, I don't know. It's just like a really good way of opening the movie. Like what a great like way to establish not just Larry and his family, but also sort of explain. Cause like, I will also say Larry's not like a great guy. <laughs> like there's, no, he's not, he sucks. He's he sucks, but he it's sucks. sort of, this is a good example of like, well, why does he suck? Like why, you know, like why does he feel like he has to like lie or why does he feel like he has to like act a specific way? Why does he feel yeah. like he have to, he has to act. It's because he's lives in this house where like his mom is like overly critical and like, trying to like keep him from his potential essentially. Sure, yeah. Um sure. yeah. So still sucks. <laughs> he's not I still great. Hate him. He's not great. I don't like him. In this moment, I'm like, I kinda I mean I kinda relate to him, sure. You know? Sure. So it's really cool. I just wrote down it's just really cool to see old New York dressed up as like older New York. Cause it's like movies yeah. shot seventies. So it's already old for us, but then they have like all these old, like billboards. Everyone's wearing like old clothing. You see old cars. That stuff's more around. So it feels more real. I think so. It's just, it was just like a nice little bit. And then he gets on the train to arrive, uh, where he's going to be living in Greenwich village. And he gets on the train and he pulls out a fucking beret and he puts it on his head. And I'm like, oh, he's such a fucking hipster, man. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Yep. He's like, and finally, then, I can blend into the neighborhood. Yeah. And then he arrives at his apartment and he says, oh, boy, am I guilty, he says to himself. And this is the beginning of a long, long pattern of him talking to himself. And I don't know if, oh, yeah. if he does that in your half as well, but there's a lot of him just talking to himself acting to himself, doing impressions of people. Um, and this is so the beginning of it. He does that, but does he also have like a mind palace he goes into with like, or people are acting in front of him? No. Hmm. Interesting. He does in your yeah. half though. He does have one scene in which I'll get to where he's talking to like multiple people that he's impersonating, but there aren't, it's not like a mind palace or anything like that. It's not Sherlock okay. just yet. So he immediately were jumped into him and his girlfriend. They're in bed and they clearly just fucked. Um, and they are discussing contraception. And she's like, uh, she's thinking about maybe getting a diaphragm. And uh, he's, she's thinking play later. Yeah. And yeah. he's and and he's like, hey, I'm a I'm a big strong man. I'm a big strong manly man who fucked you real good, he's, right? And she's not. like, and she's like, you're fine. You're just fine, you know. Damn. Um. And then they just out of the blue just start bringing up suicide. <laughs> um. He's just like. This- what good? These artist people, man. I know these artist people, man. You just you just want to get your nut off, <laughs> and then they're gonna start talking about suicide. Yeah, and it's like if you're not on the same wavelength, it's just watching this two go off. It's just like, <laughs> come on, guys, chill out. Why don't you just look at your phone or something like a normal? <laughs> I know, <person."> right? <laughs> exactly. Well, yeah, he's like, you know, he's like, I think about suicide like twice a day. And then she's oh, like, yeah, you do that because you think it makes you interesting. All you artists oh. like to do that. So it's it's like, I don't know. It's 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 really like j- jazzy dialogue. You know, I'm like, oh, yeah, this is super fun. This is super cute. You know, they're like bouncing off each other. I love their whole like dynamic. You know, it's like he's like, oh, I'm a good sex guy. And, he, and she's like, no, you're not. You're just fine. You know, and whatever. <laughs> It's Mike's what, favorite uh, genre. My Got favorite it. genre of, of, of writing. And so he's like, she, he, he, uh, she's like, put your pants on. You know, we, we need to go out. 
So then they go to a bar where a, mustach- a mustachioed Bill Murray is there wearing a sombrero, and they just refer to him Ooh. as the crazy guy. <laughs> um, and uh, you know what? Some things never change. It doesn't matter what year it is, nineteen seventy six or nineteen fifty three or twenty twenty three. He's still he's still a crazy guy. You're still a crazy guy, and. They're like, who is, why is that guy wearing a sombrero? Why is he, why is he doing that? And they're like, well, you know, he was so obsessed. And this is one of the many things this movie does where it's like, it's, it's almost like, forgive me. It's almost like a Christmas story where it's like, you just keep like, like bopping into little like anecdotal like moments. And they don't really Mm -hmm. like, they sort of like culminate in a story, but they don't necessarily like, you know, like drive anything. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And so in this kind of hanging out, you're just sort of hanging out. And so in this moment, it's um, he's like, oh, yeah, you know, Bill Murray over there. He really wanted to go to Mexico. He saved up all his money. He wanted to go to Mexico so bad. And then he finally got enough money and he got all this money and then he bought a plane ticket. And he flew out there and then he ate a taco and then he got the shit so bad he flew back. And it's like right. that's supposed to be funny is like, you know, like. Mexican food gives Mexican you the shits. Mexican food, dude, it gives you shits. It's so funny. It's definitely yeah. not aged at all. What's also interesting is this: this movie's obsessed with people going to Mexico. Mm-hmm. I think I for this know. reason. This, uh, yeah, I guess that's true. I, I just maybe it was like more of a destination then, but I don't know. People go from like New York to Mexico that often. I feel like but it is far. In California go there because it's pretty close. That's the thing but is I. Guess, I I think it's a destination for people like further up because they're further away from the border. It's true. It is much warmer. Yeah. For them, it'd be like, oh yeah, you want to take like a like a weekend trip to Canada? Like that's not that's not a big deal for them. I guess that's true. You know, Mexico is like right, a much right. further. Also, it's like warm too. You know, like in New the York, warmth it's is cold. a big deal, right? Yeah. So anyway, so then we meet Barney. Do you know Barney? He's this guy that's really big with a big bushy beard and a hat. Oh yes, I've seen him. He barely is in my hat. okay. He shows up. He's a and, he's a painter. He's a painter. And he shows up and he walks right up to, uh, I think her name is Sarah, his girlfriend, right? Sure. I don't remember. Who I'm going to say it's Sarah. Is. Pretty sure it's okay. Sarah. He goes up to Sarah and he's like, hey, I'm Barney. Uh, if you need a good abortion doctor, I know one. And she's like, uh, I'm Could've good. Had that for the last movie. Yeah, Ethan. Yeah, they did. Yes, they did. <laughs> yeah. Keep that in mind. Um, oh, okay. So, and then she's like, no, I'm good. I don't need one. I'm fi- I'll am i call you up if I ever do, though. And he's like, all right, goodbye. And then I'm like, all right, that's Barney. He just, like, goes up to people and introduces himself and says that he knows abortion doctors. Interesting. And then we run into... That's, this is this is the this is the, what Republicans fear. Is yeah, I know, honestly. Be doing this. Just coming up, giving you abortion doctors. This was, this was an interesting sort of... Because obviously, you know, I mean, abortion's always been a hot button issue for people in America, for women in America. But it is interesting yeah. to go like, okay, this is what people in the 70s were represent well okay this is what one guy in the 70s was representing mm-hmm. abortion in the 50s basically you know and so it's like mm-hmm. clearly this is supposed to be like a metropolis of like you know of 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 people of of learned you know people yeah and it's like yeah abortion is still like a thing that we like they're, they're saying it openly in this bar but clearly it's something that's like on their mind of like you know we want to make sure you know we, we we find someone who's safe well i mean Look about the last movie where literally it was someone trying to find an abortion doctor and like exactly such a hassle trying to find one, which so. is actually no, you know, which is set in the fifties. I was gonna say, yeah, that movie was took place in the same year it was released, which is fifty one. This takes place in fifty three. 
Yeah. Holy so, shit. You know related, what? Related, dude. I totally you made a great job. I totally did that on purpose. All right. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Especially that part when I was like, hey, what year did this come out? And you're like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> but I looked it up. I so, knew you did this on purpose as definitely. soon as you said that. Of course. So we are now introduced to Bernstein. You know Bernstein? Bernstein, yeah. Bernstein. This amazing black gay guy. Love this fucking mm. guy. He's, he's fun. He's so fun. Um, he says that his mom is a cleaning woman. Um, uh, she cleaned for like a Jewish family, which is why his name is Bernstein. Um, and that his father is an African prince. And we sure. we, we meet him. Uh, and he is in love with this like Norwegian guy who can't speak English. And he's like, I love him so much, but I can't tell him. How do you say English in Norwegian? And they're like, I don't know. And it's just like a bunch of goofy <laughs> Bunch of goofy poets. Just these young kids just yeah. being goofy. And I'm like, all right, I'm I'm liking this movie so far. We'll see how this will, you know, like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna make any opinions just yet. And then all of a sudden, this fucking guy shows up. And I don't uh-huh. think he's in near half the movie. He's this old man, and he's just got this big bushy beard, and he has this little like newsboy hat that goes over his his eyes, and he's got big he's old glasses. With, he's not this guy with super sunken eyes, right? No, no. Okay. Uh, the guy with sucking eyes, I believe, is gonna be Christopher Walken. No, no, there's another guy with like who looks who's like long hair. Mm. And I was like, no, it's kind of like, okay, he's it's, at a party. I don't know if he ever comes into play beforehand. Uh, no, no, this this is an old man with a big bushy beard and a hat, mm. and he's walking around. He's like, give me twenty five cents and I'll write you a poem. And they're like, oh, we don't have 25 cents. And he's like, just give me 25 cents and I'll give you a poem. And I'm like, I fucking love this guy. This man, I don't know where he is. I don't know what he does. Uh-huh. I'm loving this movie just because he's in this movie. And then clearly, uh-huh. clearly he doesn't show up later in your movie. But I'm no. like, I'm like, I'm fucking in. This Does that guy, guy show up in any other scenes in your movie? No, no, he doesn't. Okay. I was so just like, one, I love this one character. This one guy. One I love him. No time with. I love this fucking guy. Love so this we're dude. We're so fucking Larry. So, yes. So then... Um, he, they're on a train, uh, uh, Larry and the girlfriend and they're dry. They're, they're taking a train back to her place and he's talking to her and he's clearly like boring her. Cause he won't fucking shut up about being an actor and mm-hmm. all that kind of bullshit. And like, you know, he's just so self-centered and then they arrive back at her place and somehow all this talk of being an actor and going to Mexico really fucking turned her on. So oh, yeah, dude, she's like, all right, let's have sex. But he's like, I don't have a condom on me. And she's like, that's fine. Let's just do it anyway. And uh, and uh, he's and then he's like, oh, don't worry, I'll pull out. And so then, they, they, oh yeah, that works. They, well, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's got it. Works every time, yeah. Every time it works. So then he, after having sex, he runs home. <laughs> he's like, he's like so excited. He just did sex with her, and so he's like quoting Shakespeare to himself. Like he's quoting like like um, I God. believe he's quoting uh uh uh. Uh, uh, God, not Macbeth. Oh, God, it's the soliloquy from... Um, you could say anything, and I would be like, yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, anyway. He's, Don't worry, he's quoting... though. If you, get, if you fuck this up in front of Larry, though, he'll be an asshole about it. Oh, so. he absolutely would. Um, no, he's, he's quoting uh, Shakespeare. Uh, oh, man, I really want to Google it so I don't sound sure like it's not it... Macbeth? It's not Macbeth. Okay, uh, I mentioned that a lot in, in this, so... Oh, God. What is it? What is it? It's not Shakespeare. It's the other one. I'm going to see. Taming of the Shrew. No. Uh, Hamlet. It's Hamlet. Hamlet. Okay. It's quoting Hamlet. Um, he's quoting the soliloquy from Hamlet. The famous soliloquy. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Hamlet, Hamlet was Hamlet was what? This is what I fucking thought. That's what I fucking thought. Um, yeah. Anyway, so he's running home. He's quoting Hamlet, screaming into the, into the, to, to the night. And then he sees a poster for a Brando movie. 
which is, I believe, a movie we saw for the podcast. It was, um, it was the Brandon movie we saw. The Stella, oh, that one, you know. Oh my God, water, Streetcar Named Desire. Yeah, yeah, Named Desire. Sorry. He sees I was the thinking about on the waterfront. <laughs> no, <laughs> which we did not see the spot. We did not see that one. No. So he no. sees Brando, and he starts doing a Brando impersonation to himself. And then he, like, walks into, like, where the train is. And then he sees, like, a bottle on the ground. Like, an empty, like, like a, like a, a liquor bottle. And he picks it up and he acts like it's a it's a, a, an Academy Award. And he's, like, doing his, like, award acceptance speech to nobody. And then he impersonates his mom, who's, like, proud of him for getting the award. And then all of a sudden a cop shows up. The cop's like, dude, shut up. You're bothering everybody. You're so loud. I hate, I hate that this movie makes me relate to cops. I hate it. Yeah, you're a cop now. You're a cop now. Oh, you have to man. deal with it. Oops. And he Oops, says, all he, cops. he says, you're being loud. You're uh, you're annoying everyone in the neighborhood, and your impressions are really bad. And you know uh, what? Maybe the cops were good in the fifties. I don't know. Maybe they changed. <laughs> Something changed. You know. Something changed. You know. So then he walks. Uh, he walks into a food, uh, a health food vitamin shop. Uh, oh yeah. Because there's a job opening, and he asks about the job, and he gets it. Um, and he's working behind the counter with a, with a juicer. It's pretty easy, honestly. He says he has yeah, some experience, so yeah, you just walk in and get it up. And the I guy, know, I make, <laughs> I make food, I blend smoothies at home. Yeah, no, he, well, know, that's like, the thing. Actually, <laughs> like, that's the experience? thing. He has experience working behind the counter. He's experienced like working retail, but he's never seen a juicer before. He does not know how to use it, so he has to right. learn how I to mean, use a juicer. I feel like it's pretty straightforward. That's it, 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 clearly it was because he picked it up pretty quick. Um, also, the guy running the store makes fun of people who eat poison in quotes. He's like, eat poison. I'm not going to give you I'm not going to give you something to fix poison. Um, what is what does he mean by poison? Like, like like just bad food for hooked, you, basically. I went to McDonald's or whatever. Yeah, like, basically. Ah, yeah. Ah, OK. All sure. right. So up until now, I'm like, oh, this movie's pretty fun. You know, there's some sad moments. You know, there's some weird mm-hmm. moments. But uh, up until now, this movie's a fucking blast. You know, I'm having a grand yeah, old you're time. You're having a great time at the juice bar. You got your weird old man you running around. Got the weird guy. Larry's a bit of a weirdo. But, you know, who amongst us wasn't weird when they were, like, in their early 20s, you know? Yeah, it's true. And then uh, Larry and uh, Sarah are arriving back at their apartment. And then we meet Connie. Um, and, um, uh, Bernstein and Robert, who's played by okay. Christopher Walken. And they all run out of their apartment and they're like running across the street. And Larry's like, what's going on guys? And they're like, Anita Cunningham's going to commit suicide. And they're saying it in a very like excited way. And they're like, oh yeah. And they're like, how do you know she's going to commit suicide? And they're like, she just called me 30 minutes ago. And they're like, why have you waited 30 minutes to check in on Anita Cunningham? She's your friend. And they're like, she does this all the time. She calls and says she's going to commit suicide. And then she calls back 30 minutes later and says that she's not going to do it. But she hasn't called back. So we're going to go check on her. But they're like jumping around. They run into Barney and they're tell Barney what's going on. Barney's like, I got to see this. So they're running upstairs and they're laughing and they're joking about it. They go to watch her and because they don't believe her. And then they arrive. Mm-hmm. Sounds like it. And they arrive, and Anita Cunningham has cut her wrists open and is sobbing hysterically, repeating that she doesn't want to live. And it's like fucking hmm. cold water just fucking like shot all over the goddamn place. And it's like, damn, whoa, what the fuck is this movie now? <laughs> and how did everyone react? Everyone how immediately. Did- okay, no, everyone is now. Seemingly quite concerned, except for Robert, 
Christopher Walken. Christopher Walken in this movie is a fucking evil person. Like, yeah, he's a crazy psychopath. He's off. He's like fucking American psycho shit. Like he's like, cause yeah. Anita's like, I can never like, she's like, I can't find anyone who loves me. And then he's like, well, yeah, with this kind of apartment. And it's like, fucking shut up, dude. Like, she's fucking, like, pouring her heart out to you. She's just fucking, like, cut, Literally like, bleeding herself. out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's just like, fuck, fuck Robert. I fucking hate Robert. And honestly, it makes everyone all the worse that they continue to hang out with this fucking guy. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah. This scene was, this was weird. I also, like, I put it on. I was watching it with my wife. And, like, this scene happened, and my wife's just like, what in the fuck? <laughs> like, she's like, whoa, this fucking turned real dark real quick. And yeah. Then, yeah. And then the scene cuts to them all together in a cafe. Anita's oh. there, sitting there quiet, like, sort of, like, rubbing her arms, rubbing her wrists. And Robert, the uncaring idiot, is trying to appear. It's like, Robert's so fucking awful. Like, I really can't express. And Christopher Walken does such a good job with this guy because I've I've met people like this where it's like, he doesn't know anything, so he lies about everything. And yep. and then he and then when he's called out, he fucking doubles down on what he's shit, what, what he's saying. And then when people are like in true serious like trouble or harm, he fucking like minimizes it or like jokes about it. And it's like that's all bad on top of each other, right? It's, like it's, the first one, it's like okay, you're just an idiot, but then sure. it's like, dude, you're not even helping. You're not helping anybody. It's like it's the fucking wor- he's like the worst person. And Christopher Walken does such a good job with this guy. Like as we know, like honestly, if 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 I'd only seen him in this movie, if this was the first time I'd ever seen Christopher Walken, I'd be like, damn, this this guy they, they got to play Robert is like a fucking like evil person. But like knowing that like you know he's been in all these other movies and we know, yeah, man, he stuck he a do. watch up his ass for like fourteen years. Exactly. So I don't know, man. It's just like this Robert guy. The minute he walks in this movie, the movie completely turns into what I feel is a totally different film. So uh, they're just like making conversation, like conversation, and then Anita's like. Look, do you think I want attention? Because I don't. Like, I, she's like, I hate my life and nothing feels good ever. And then they're like, hey, Anita, want to go see a movie? There's a new Charlie Chaplin movie out. And she's like, I love Charlie Chaplin. And then they all walk out of the bar like they're Charlie Chaplin with their feet, like, stuck out to the side. So goofy. And then the scene ends. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> <laughs> Well, the thing is, is like, I feel like those movies with like random bullshit scenes of just like hanging out and goofiness, they can work. Oh, 100%. Fun. Yeah. But when you throw in like vibe killers. Yeah. It's like, what are we doing here? Are we trying to say something with this movie? Like, I don't know. Like, I don't so know what this movie's like goal is. Really. doing? It clearly feels like a slice of life type of film, which is totally fair. But like, I really feel like the swings are so fucking hard in both directions. It's really yes. hard to feel like you're, it doesn't feel like the this tone's is off. The this tone is, is all over the place. This is, it is. And it's like, this isn't a great comparison, but like we just recently saw the holdovers, um, which is an excellent film. If people haven't seen it, it's with Paul Giamatti. And that movie similarly has moments of, like, warmth and comfort and joy and, and like, humor. And then there's moments of, like, genuine, like, like serious, like, like sadness, you know, and, like, yeah. tragedy. But, like, those moments aren't, like, that bad. And they're, they're, no. they're dealt with in a way that it doesn't feel like the movie's, like, I don't know. I don't know. Like, it's just. This it's is less. It's. I feel like that movie also has 
uh, a tone of despair while this yeah. in some ways it sprinkles in a tone of hopelessness yeah yeah and i yeah. think hopelessness is such a more dire feeling to sprinkle into your movie yeah yeah, so. yeah yeah um you know someone literally being there and being depressed and like other people like and knowing that they don't have the support system to help them help them out yeah like, definitely oh, okay and it's yeah and well and so that scene happens it ends with them goofily walking out the bar uh, as Charlie Chaplin, and then he just rolls into another scene with Larry and his parents. And it's so Larry is in his apartment. He's preparing his apartment for his parents arriving and visiting him. And he's impersonating how he thinks his mom will react to the part to the apartment, like criticizing oh. his furniture, criticizing mm-hmm. the, the paintings. And then his parents do arrive, and his mother reacts exactly the way he expected, like down to the letter, down to the words. Like she's doing exactly the thing he expected, which one is like a cute sort of thing of like, oh, this is, you know, like. He's lived with his parents for so long, he understands how his mom is going to react to certain things. It's very funny. But, like, this feels like a scene out of, like, this feels like a, a, a like an episode of, like, Everybody Loves Raymond. And we just, like, left a moment of, like, <laughs> true, genuine human sadness. And it's like, what am I supposed to do with this? Like, yep, at yep. this point, this is, this is no longer, like, I'm not, like, laughing along with any of this. This is, like, this is so hard to, like, like fall into the trap again. You know what I mean? Um, I so the dad is quiet. He's sweet, but caring. And the mom, uh, uh, Shelly Winters is like, I brought you a chicken. And she's like, I don't, he's like, I don't have a way to cook the chicken. How am I supposed to cook the chicken? She's like, I got you a pot. You're going to make the chicken in a pot. And it's like, <laughs> it's so funny, you know, it's, but it's like, he's yelling at her and she's yelling back at him. It's like, it's clear. This is like the only way they can communicate with each other. It's like yep. just yelling at the top of their lungs. Just kind of like angry yelling at each other and just, you know, being frustrated. It's and it's like an interesting dynamic. And I love that she is she walks the line of this movie better than the movie does. Oh, 100 kind of like percent. A sadness within her, a, a desperation within her, while also being able to crack jokes and be kind of mean and like be also very charismatic at the same time and kind of yeah. go with the flow while also at some points not. And I feel like she encapsulates it's better than this movie does it's it's more natural even though she does have these spurts of um uh aggression or anger yeah uh, even if it's very dramatic it feels like it's there and it's over in an instant which feels more human than the way this movie portrays something of like an event of someone trying to kill themselves you know very very well put like genuinely well put ethan i totally agree i feel like she is she is the absolute heart which is weird to say because she's barely in the movie but she is like the heart of the film and she does a very good Mm -hmm. job of walking that tonal tightrope that i feel like the not even like just the other actors but the rest of the movie as you said it is failing to do i feel um so after this big argument about the chicken they're sitting around quietly and the mom is just listening to opera like on the recording and she's like Oh, listen to this one moment. It's so beautiful. And it's like the moment happens and she's like crying. And then as the moment ends, she's like, she's like so overcome with emotion. And then they're like, well, I guess we better get out of here. And so they start packing up like after that, <laughs> like no actual, like no actual, like catching up or anything like that. And they're about to leave. And then she's like, you better call me. And he's like, I'll call you. And she's like, when are you going to call me? And he's like, I'll call you tomorrow. And she's like, when are you going to call me tomorrow? And he's like, I don't know when I'm going to call you tomorrow. And it's just like this constant like back and forth yelling at each other. And it's uh-huh. like they're just never happy. <laughs> but in this no. like in in this in this uh, and we've said it before in this conflict is where like their familial love exists, you know, in a weird mm-hmm. way. Um, anyway, so that scene ends and we're in an acting class and we see Larry 
performing in the acting class. And the teacher's genuinely, like, very thoughtful and very helpful, sort of giving him tips on how to best perform. Um, And this random student is like, Larry, you're an asshole. You're too jokey. Like, you can't truly be a good actor if you're not willing to be, like, human. If you're not willing to fully immerse yourself in this character you the entire yeah. scene you're like you're joking you're you're laughing you're being you're you're being too in your head about it you need to be more like emotional more human and the teacher says the worst kind of joking is joking that keeps life out you know joking it, you know it, being sardonic being sarcastic that's the worst kind of joking because it's not letting life in and i'm like oh this is the thesis of the movie <laughs> yeah pretty much it seems like it yeah, kind of. This, I don't know thought, if it really we, executes on it. We thought oh, the okay. well. That was the thing is I, I I think we thought the movie's trying to be a comedy because there's funny moments in the movie, but really the movie's a drama. Yeah, it's like, the movie's trying to be really fucking sad. Really fucking sad movie. But um, also the thing is, it does that thing where it comments on it, but then does it at the same yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like lampshading, but poorly. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I don't. Yeah. I, I feel like when something comments on it, it's like it doesn't give you an excuse to do it yourself. You know. I I totally agree. Um, but don't worry, the movie's the movie's a bunch of laughter up until now because the because then his girlfriend Sarah shows up and says that she's pregnant. Aw, <laughs> hilarious! And then he's like, "Well, let's get married," and she's like, "No, I want to have an abortion." And then uh-huh. he's and then he's like, "He's like an abortion." Gotta find a good doctor. Yeah, ex- yeah, exactly, Ethan. And then but luckily, um, there's already someone who established it earlier that it's not really going to be an issue. Well, actually, that's the thing is is she's like, "Well, you have this friend Barney. Let's like reach out to Barney." And he's like, no, no, Barney's lying to you. Like, no, you're going to see a butcher. If you go to Barney's, he's, he's, he's just trying to impress you. Um, which is like, one, how does he know that? But two, it's like, damn, yeah, you Barney. You fucking got Yelp reviews on these guys? Yeah, like, I know, right? Like, like how do you know? Heard through the grapevine. Why does he hate Barney so much? Did he just meet Barney? Yeah, exactly. I know, he's but he knows Barney is not a good guy. Um, and then he starts criticizing her because he's like, he's like, She's like, I should have got a diaphragm like a year ago. And he's like, a year ago? I thought I was your first. And he's, she's like, no, you weren't my first. Like, I definitely had, pe- I had sex before you. And he's like, well, how many people did you have sex with before me? And I'm like, dude. Oh this doesn't like, matter this right the, now. This is the worst fucking time to be having this conversation. Uh, and then finally she puts her foot down. She's like, I am not going to get married to you. I'm going to have an abortion and that's that. And then he's like, all right, I'll see what I can do. I'll see if, if I can find someone that we can, um, that we can, that we can, uh, if anybody has any connections, and the only person I wonder that where can... he even goes for that. I wonder where he like what is what was he thinking? Like, he... do you? This is like I, I don't know how people buy drugs, but I don't know how people get abortions. I don't know how people do those. I mean, back then, yeah. I don't know how you like get those things done. You know, yeah, uh, it's always a mystery to me, and I I'm, I'm not cool, and I don't think this guy's very cool either. So I don't know where he knows where to go. <laughs> well, mystery is solved because he goes to his good friend Robert. Um, oh, okay. Um, yeah, that guy definitely I, not a butcher. I well, Robert knows a guy. No, Robert knows well. Yeah, sorry. Robert knows a doctor, and they're like, "Oh yeah, is he good?" And he's like, "She's good." And they're like, "A woman doctor?" Like they're so, they're shocked by the idea. Uh, a woman abortion doctor, but this guy's fucked up already. I didn't like Robert, and then Robert's like, "Yeah, you know, I had my first abortion when I was seventeen, uh, and what? Uh, and the uh, I brought the woman to a Haitian woman." And he does like an, a Haitian accent and he starts changing his languages to try to impress them. Um, and what he's the like, fuck? it's fucking weird. This fucking scene was so fucking weird. And then, and then they're like, all right, well let's, let's see if we can find any other people that are like, uh, they know abortion, like uh, abortion doctors. And so they're about to leave the bar and then they run into Anita 
the woman who um, just tried to commit suicide a couple days ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, uh, she's holding a, a cat. And they're, like, walking through the bar and they, like, run into each other. And um, I'm about to make a note, by the way, Ethan. So okay. I'm, gotcha. I'm, I'm, Thank you. I'm I'm leaving a little note in my thing. I just left a little cue marker. Okay. So they walk by each other. And Anita says, what's happening? And Sarah says, I'm shopping for an abortion. And Anita says, ooh, lucky girl. And it's like, because Anita can't find, like, a man in her life. She's very jealous that Sarah not only has a man, but now has a baby that she wants to get rid of. And it's like, that to me is like the encompassment of the tone of the film. You know, it's like, it's clearly a joke, but it's like, what, like, it's like, it's sad. (laughs) It's really fucking sad. So very sad at the same time. Yeah. So it seems like Robert's abortion doctor was quite legit. So there, so Robert and Larry are waiting in the abortion doctor's waiting room next to the, um, the, 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 the front desk woman, as well as like the rest of the patients. And for some reason, Robert fucking really loves the idea about like offending and upsetting everyone who's already probably upset because they're fucking here to get like an abortion, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Or some of them are, I guess. So yeah, Robert tells the story about how he left home when he was nine and a half because he had an affair with his 19 year old sister. Um, who was very hot, according to Robert. His own sister was very hot. Oh, very important. And then he says, but then, you know, she left home and then she became a nun and she, then she moved to Paris and now she's in a sex cult. And I'm like, when the fuck is this? Like, this isn't fun. Like, this, what is this? Like, it's like, you know, it's like, you know, this kind of also reminds me of, um, of St. Elmo's Fire, where it's like, yeah, I was getting the same. I was thinking the same thing. It's not as overtly bad. No, but it's like but I it is knew that same vibe. I know people like this. I know people that want to appear so interesting that they just lie about themselves, and those yeah. lies end up making them look like way worse. You know? Yep. Oh God, dude, it's just the absolute. It was just so hard to watch. Um, and then Sarah finally comes out of the doctor's office, and so she says that the doctor gave her something to induce bleeding. Um, and so. She, Sarah needs to like jump up and down. She needs to like smoke cigarettes. She needs to do as much stuff as possible to get herself to bleed because then once she bleeds, then she can be brought into the doctor's office. Um, mm-hmm. and then they will like take care of the, 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 they'll abort the fetus because clearly it's, 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 it's killing her basically. Yeah. And that's how the abortion is going to work. And as she leaves the doctor's office, all three of them jump up and down to sort of like give her support to, to cause the abortion. I don't know. I don't know why they did this. It's sure. funny. Um, scene cuts. Sarah's in the hospital. The doctor says that one day she hopes to deliver Sarah's real baby in the future. Uh, and Sarah looks like she's in so much pain. Understandably. She's very sad. She's very, she's in a lot of pain. She's very quiet. Um, and then Larry comes in. Uh, because of course the move, the protagonist is Larry. So we have to see all of this through Larry's eyes. Oh yeah. And Sarah calls her mom because her mom doesn't know what's going on. So Larry, so, uh, Sarah's like, Hey, I'm at, um, what's her name? Carla. Is that her name? Connie. I'm at Connie's home. I'm staying the night. Yeah. I'm staying the night with Connie. So she's straight up lying to her mom while she's laying in a hospital bed after getting an abortion. And she still has like the strength to like talk to her mom and lie to her about where she is and what happened and all that stuff. And it's mm-hmm. like, geez, Sarah, like, God, this is so tragic and so horrifying and so sad. And, you know, like 
the uh, actors portraying Sarah is like doing a really good job of like bringing all that without you mm-hmm. know I don't know it's a really great moment of 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 like sadness and, and, and whatever. And then she hangs up and then Larry does like a weird Brando impersonation and starts like embracing her and like crawling all over her. And then one of the nurses is like, uh, sir, I think she needs to rest. Like, yeah, hands off. He's like, well, it's just a minor thing, you know, jumping up and down, having to bleed. It's not a minor, you know, it's like, no, I just went through like a horrible thing that she had to go through. Um, A 50s abortion, you know, like an abortion in the 50s. Probably not great. No, probably um, not. So then the scene just hard cuts. We are now at a rent party. This actually looked like a lot of fun. It's a party that takes place um, where you, in order to pay rent, you throw a party in your apartment. And then people, when they enter the party, have to pay you entry, a dollar entry. And then when you get oh, enough fun. when you get enough money, you are able to pay rent, basically. And it's like, oh, that's a cool idea. So everyone shows up. Anita's there. Anita says that she's marrying a sailor. Um, they apparently spent all week together. And then he's going off. He's gonna he's gonna leave for a month, and then come back, and then they're gonna get married. And I'm like, this feels real. Like I have a boyfriend who lives in Canada. Situation, you know? Oh like, geez, yeah, that's um, for sure. Yeah. And then uh, the abortion doctor, I guess, is there. Her name is Marsha. She's at the party. And oh, that's fun. That's the end of my half of the movie. Okay, I don't know what the fuck is going on when I started this movie. I had no idea. I just see a bunch of people partying it up in an apartment. Uh, like you said, they have to pay money to get in. Um, I will say, I will say one thing. Mm-hmm. I watched a little bit over my half and I, okay. so I saw the thing that you first saw and I'm like, uh-huh. Oh, what an awful introduction to this movie. Yeah. So <laughs> who was that lady? She's nobody. Blonde lady. She's no, okay. So she's, she's not blonde. No uh, I thought she was, bl- I wrote blonde. Uh, I don't think she's blonde, but I, but she's you like a, she's that. like a Southern woman, right? She's a Southern woman. Yeah. She's not, she's not a character. Anyway, Southern lady, she's just like, where I come from, black men are, con- or we're taught that black men are considered dangerous. They were, we were taught they wanted your body. And since I moved here, I was proved correct. They do want my body and I love black men. And I'm like, what the fuck are we doing? <laughs> what is this movie I'm watching? All what right, maybe it was just a, what an just awful a introduction. Scene. Like what oh, a no. truly terrible, like opening, like. What are we doing here? Especially weird considering there's like literally one black person in this movie, from what I could tell. Yeah, it's the main just, cast anyway. Yeah, the, well, yeah, one speaking like yeah, black character is is Bernstein, and he's barely he's like a side side character, he's like he's side, barely in the movie. Character. Sadly, yeah. Uh, anyway, speaking of which, he, he, I'm introduced to him. He's just talking about how he's in love. He's having a great time. Um, then they're all like, "Let's play Subway," and I think Connie's like, "There's too many people." Um, What's and they Subway? Say, I wonder. Up, Greenwich Village, and basically it is. That's like the name the of most... the movie. I know it's the name of the movie. They finally said it. Wow. They. It's basically. Let me just describe to you the most artsy fartsy way. It's just a move. It's just where everyone pretends and basically does improv in the middle of a party where they all pretend they're on a subway. Mm, and that's they just pretty lame. All just role play it. That's about it. Um, pretty lame. Yep. Uh, they pretend like the train is stalled. Someone comments how Greenwich Village is full of gay people. Um, they pretend it's a subway for honestly a very long time. And then Chris Rockin's like, I'm fucking bored of this. I don't want to do this anymore. Let's play a new game. And he picks like somehow an even lamer game than subway. He says, let's point at people and tell them, tell the truth about them. Oh God, dude. 
It's like so this is like, annoying. This is like megalomaniacal fucking shit. Like going to a it party is. and going like, let's criticize everyone. So he points his finger at uh, what's that one? The painter guy's face. The guy you were talking about earlier. Barney. Yeah. Uh, they point points his finger at him and says, "I see who guy who's been painting the same canvas for three years and never changes. He's been chasing the work of Pablo Picasso forever." And he's just like, "Man, fuck you." <laughs> uh, and then. Though, of course, that one lady speaks up and she just goes, I love black guys. I'm like, shut the fuck up. What are we, who are these people? <laughs> I, who are these people? This I, is I hell for Ethan. He's like fucking, like, this is truly hell. You've walked into a party where you know nobody and everyone's acting like a crazy person. Everyone's acting like the most annoying person. Like, yeah. none of them are being inclusive. None of them are bidding me a drink. None of them are, like, introducing themselves. I just have to go on with these people and they're saying things that are extremely questionable. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Ethan would never uh, go to this kind of party. No. Also, there's a lot of people in there. Yeah. They're really cramped full. Um, anyway, so then I see that Larry sees Christopher Walken and says, I'm pointing at you. And you are a massive logo, and you're a wasteland of brains is what I see. And I'm like, damn, he really got him. And another yeah. person also digs into him, but I didn't write down what he said. Mm-hmm. And then um, uh, Larry turns to, I think – is Sarah and says, and you, I want to eat this lady up. I want to eat her up. That's my truth. And he starts making out with her. And then two people appear, two old people appear. And it's Larry's mom and dad. They appear in the middle of this while he's like talking about how he wants to like. At the rent party? things with this lady. Huh? At the rent well, party. In, yeah. But they're just in the area. They figured they would stop by. It's his place. Oh, wow. It's, Larry, it's Larry's place. Larry throws a real rager, you know. Like, clearly. Wow. He really knows how to network. I will give him one thing. He knows how to make friends. Did you recognize did you recognize Shelly Winters? I did not initially, no. Yeah. Definitely not. Yeah, me I, neither. I, I had to confirm. Yeah. Um, but then as soon as she started talking and being the most interesting person in the movie, <laughs> I knew it was her. Absolutely, without a doubt. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and then some people are like, hey, it's a dollar a head. You got to pay. And they're like, ah, it's my parents. And uh, Burns, <laughs> it's great because Bernstein – as like, oh, new people, and grabs his mom and starts dancing with her. And she's like, are you are you Jewish? He's like, nope, I'm just gay. And then just starts dancing. I'm like, no, nah, this is, these guys are all right. I love this him. This is a fun party. Love him. Um, so then there's a, a, a weird thing where he's in uh, what I think is acting class. It cuts to him in acting class watching uh, him dance, uh, or Bernstein dance with his mom. And he's seeing how she is actually the star of the show. Mm. Um, the mom? The mom is the star of the show. She's like, look, I'm actually going to take over this. I'm going to do a, a a feature of me singing. And she starts starting to sing. She's like, listen, you thought you were the only one interested in seeing double features, but they were also for me. I had dreams of being an actor as well. I'm not your usual Jewish mother. And then she starts dancing, and like her legs are like... Uh, Dress goes up a little bit, so you see your pantaloons, and it's like Ooh. these are all these are all wild thoughts that <laughs> um, Larry's having in his mind. It cuts back to the party, and it's just like, oh, he hates his mom because she literally just took the center of attention from the party from oh, his see. own party to you know dance. His mom just dancing with Bernstein, even though she's just fun and you know charismatic. She's just having a good time, like yeah. Is. Um, so then the party's over, um, and Larry and Sarah are, are introduced to, or Larry introduces Sarah to his mom and is like, ah, well, you know, 
she asks, like, are you getting married? And he's like, no. And she's like, you guys never get married. Um, if it was up to you, my son would never meet, meet, let me meet you. He thinks I'm an embarrassment. And Sarah, for some reason, says, no, he's just scared of you, which is a bold statement to say for someone you just met. Yeah, but true. Um, She's probably drunk. Yeah, That's actually true. They are moving a bunch of bottles of beer. Yeah. Uh, and he's like, I'm not a little boy anymore. I'm like an adult. And she's like, oh, you're an adult who started doing uh, squeezing carrot juice after college. You're not an adult yet. Yeah. It's this like is so the kind of like career. shitty things that she does is like yeah. criticize everything about him. Yeah. Um, and, you know, look, if you're so progressive and like free spirited, like if y'all are sleeping together, you know, shouldn't I know about it? You know, if you guys are doing something and for some reason, Sarah's like, oh, yeah, yeah, we slept together. Sure. Yeah, we're modern. And then she loses it. She says, oh, my God, I want to leave. I want to leave. Get me out of here. Take me out of here. My husband, get me out of here. This is too yeah, much. Too much for She's her. Yep. This much. is how it always goes. To... Every single meeting with them. Yeah. Yep. And, uh, it's you know, Sarah's like, oh, I was joking. I was joking. She's like, oh, okay. Calms her down eventually. And they then Dabawi to leave and says, you know, he'll do great if he ever gets a job in hmm. acting because he was a great Hamlet. Says his parents. So his parents are supportive in their own like weird way, uh, despite screaming and you know being weird. This anyway, is, that's the way that they communicate, you know. I guess so. Yeah. Um, and so Sarah and Larry are talking, and Sarah's saying like, "Oh, she, you know, your mom. She is scary, but she's very interesting. She's very interesting. Anyway, I want to go to Mexico. I want to get away from these post-abortion blues." And I'm like, "What?" <laughs> What, what's going on, y'all? You just fucking watched a movie where a person so? was like being very like secretive about wanting an abortion, and now she's just like, I want to get away from the abortion blues, you know? I'm like, whoa, all right. So then we cut to uh, our guy, Larry, getting in a, going in for an audition, mm. or I guess a, the, the very first part of an audition, and he's talking to someone else who's auditioning and kind of being an asshole. And that person is played by Jeff Goldblum. A very young really? Jeff Goldblum. Uh-huh. He's in this Absolutely. movie? He is in this movie. He is another <gasps> actor trying to get a job. Dude. Yeah. What a wild, what a wild person to suddenly see. How does he um, look? He looks I'm sure he looks so young. Yeah. I mean he still has his kind of signature eyes. Right. He looks the same. Yes, he looks he looks the same, just younger. Yeah, okay. Yeah, he looks the same but younger. That's how people <laughs> age. You could say that with anyone, though. It looks the same, but younger. Like, do people really transform? Come on. Come on. <laughs> That's so crazy. It is wild. Um, so his name is Clyde, but Larry keeps getting his name wrong. Um, he's like, are you keeping your name? Like, Lipinski's kind of a hard name to say. Like, you're not, He's like, no, I'll change it. But I, I, I'm open to changing it, but I'm going to try with my, my, my Jewish name. We're going we're gonna to go for it. Um, he's like, all right, cool. Well, uh, good luck. Um I hope you make it. But also Jeff Goldblum is kind of an asshole to the uh, uh, person taking the the receptionist, I guess. Just oh. kind of mean to them and being like as they call people back, he's like, wait, but they got in after me. I've been here first. And like no one no one is calling him back. But anyway, he goes uh, Larry goes in and gets called up and meets Sid Weinberg, meets him. And he's like, how old are you? And he's like, I'm 19. And he's like, no, you're not. You're older than that. And I'm like this. What do you, this guy looks like? He's in his 30s. Let's be honest. Uh, but uh, he says he's 22 for real. Um, he's like, "Where are you from?" He says, "Oh, I'm from Greenwich Village." You're not a fagler, are you? No, but I'm Jewish. <laughs> Comedian, huh? I like that. 
So he understands this. He understands the slang. I'm like, yes. Oh, this is funny. That's very it's like, oh, you're a comedian. You're a comedian. You're funny. All right. Well, you know what? Let's do this. We're, I'll set you up for a test. I like you. And if we if you test well and the people on the West Coast like you, we'll fly you out to the West Coast. Um, and he's like, what does your mom think about this acting thing? And he kind of like pauses. and He's like, what? Do you know my mom? He's like, no, but I know my mom. Yeah. And she hated it when I wanted to do tap dancing. Mm-hmm. And so he did a little tap dance. He's like, so I went into a completely different job <laughs> and eventually ended up here. So it's like, okay, cool. He, he kind of, this guy takes pity on him because he sees himself in it. Basically. Right. He understands. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so he leaves casting director is seems pretty happy. So I'm like, I don't know if he's going to get this job. We'll see. It seems kind of like the casting director's like, ha ha ha, just another fool. But I don't know. Anyway, um, people are dancing in Greenwich Village. They're doing the conga line you were mentioning earlier. Everyone getting happy and walking. And they're like, guess what? Someone's tr- going to commit suicide. And I'm like, what the fuck is this movie? <laughs> what is happening? Oh, my God. It's so much fun. Anita's going to kill herself? Yeah. What is going on? Anita Cunningham is going to kill herself. So they go in there. And um, they're like, oh, where are you? Where are you? They get into the place. And then Christopher Walken comes out and is like, she did it. She actually did kill herself. She's dead. And they're like, oh. And the only person who seems actually upset is Bernstein. Everyone else is just like, damn. Damn. Wait, she's sucks. she's gone? She's dead dead, yeah. Oh um, no. Wait, why fact, is wait, that, why is why is he there? Did he kill her? That's what I thought. I feel Maybe? like he did it. I feel like but he did it. Weren't they dating or something? Weren't they together? No, they weren't together. Oh, okay. I don't know. I don't know. Fuck, man. These people all like run in and out of their houses like Seinfeld. Yeah, I like, know. This guy absolutely place. fucking did it. Not, not down in my mind. Yeah. Sure. I, I, you know what? I won't fault that read. I won't fault that, <laughs> fault that read. And he's like, don't go. But he also says, don't go in there. It's really messy. Yeah. Um, You'll find a bunch of evidence that I did it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so they call the police. They get him over there. Um, And then Connie was like, uh, has a whole story about how she met, met Anita the first time. And only because she knew someone through him, but like uh, tried to get him to paint the walls. But Anita actually was the one to do it. It was a whole thing. And it was like, everyone's just like, it's just such a weird reaction. Yeah. To everyone being like, it's this person, you know. They don't know how to respond so to it, gu- I guess. I would feel so fucking guilty, right? <laughs> like, if you're literally joking about it, like, yeah. oh, she's not going to do it. And then, like, and like not it, you're like this also isn't the first time that they knew that she wasn't like lying. Like they literally saw her like c- cutting her wrists open. Like you know like Yeah, I know, right? Like that's clearly action. Yeah, I feel like what the next time I hear about this, I'd be like, "Oh shit, she probably actually did it this time." You know, like I wouldn't be l- yeah. goofing about it and laughing, you know. Well, they're all goofing having a good time. All right. Uh anyway, that's the end of that scene. Now, uh Larry's a te- getting a test at the uh, interview. He's doing the the test uh shot. And he does it. Uh, Clyde is here. Um, oh, it's basically like the way they do the test screening is it's basically an interview. Like they just ask him questions like, right. where are you from? And all this. And he's like, oh, I was in an actor's guild. And which is a lie because Clyde, I believe, said he was learning the, from the actor's guild. And he's like, well, I just want to. And Larry's just like, well, I just want the job. You know how it is. And Clyde's like, hmm, all right, I guess I kind of respect that. But you never get my name right. And he keeps talking. And so Clyde talks so much that he gets kicked out of the audition. So Jeff Goldblum is no longer in the movie. He didn't even get to audition. He was going to, but then he didn't. Oh, man. Oh, man. Um, I know. I know. Uh, I'm sure he'll go off to bigger and better things. I think he became like a scientist for like chaos theory or something. Probably. Yeah. Chaos theory. That must have been it. Yeah. 
Uh, so then Larry, okay, I did that part. Okay, Larry went to do another screen test in his mind, but he's doing a test, and then suddenly his mom appears, taking the test place of the other actor, uh, who is a lady, and he kisses her his mom on the mouth very passionately. He kisses he his own mom? In this dream world, in his little weird fugue state. Larry um, dreams about kissing his own mom? Yes, yes, he does, and then he dreams about people throwing pies at him. This what? is while he's taking a bath. What the fuck? <laughs> I don't know, man. This Look, Larry dude. guy, he really needs to get a therapist or something, man. A lot. You know what? Most of the people in this movie do. I guess you're right. I guess you're right. I Jesus. really can't think of anyone who doesn't need one in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there's any well-adjusted characters. Not I think at all. That's... <sighs> yeah. Anyway, uh, so Larry comes over to try to cheer up Bernstein, who's going through depression because he broke up with whoever. And it's just like... The way Bernstein's such an interesting character because I feel like he has so much more going for him, but all he's kind of reduced to is like he's in love with this person. He's not. Yeah. And then they break up. Like that's his whole emotional core. Well, yeah. But it's like does, it's, it's but, a straight white man writing for like a gay black guy. Like I you guess know. You're right. That's very true. <laughs> yeah. Um, but like, so he's sad. Obviously, he should be more sad about like. They could have just said he was very sad about Anita killing herself, but no, he's sad about being broken up with. Like, come on. Like, what? You literally had the spot right there. Yeah. Of, like, a huge depression moment where it's like someone actually feels bad. Yeah. But anyway, he's depressed under the covers. And so Larry comes over and starts talking about what's funny. And it's like, you know what's really funny? Uh, 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 burping is a really funny thing. Look at that. You know what's also funny? Farts. Farts are funny. And he just starts talking about, like, what is funny. Mm. And eventually he's like, you know what the funniest thing is? And he rips the, the uh, sheets away from Bernstein. And... um. He's like, this is the funniest guy right here. Bernstein looks and he says, with like a completely dramatic face and completely like serious tone. My name is Floyd Lewis. My life is a fiction. All this is made up, my dears. All my backstory, my mom, my dad is dead. I never knew him. My mom, we grew up poor in, I believe it was Georgia. And, um, he made it all up, but two things are real. My tricks and me being gay. That's the only things that are real. I've lied to everyone. Everyone's Aww. just like, huh. That's it. <laughs> all right. Oh, man. Oh, These I feel so like, bad for this fucking guy, dude. I know. I Like, give and him a just, hug, you know? I think they might have given him a hug, maybe. All right. That's the least did. you could do. I don't even think they did that, to be honest. I think I'm putting that in my mind. You would have, You wanted to give him a hug. I, that's maybe it. I'm projecting. Yeah, exactly. Um. Anyway, so they go to hang out downstairs. Did not completely fix Bernstein. He's still depressed. They go and hang out downstairs, and they chat. So it's Christopher Walken, Connie, Sarah, and Larry talking. And Christopher Walken's like, you know what? I'm just going to go to Mexico City. I'm tired of this place. We just need a vacation. Let's go next week. Um, and Larry's like, I can't, I'm waiting to hear back on the screen test. And what about Bernstein? He's so sad. Like, ah, we could drag him. He can, he can, we can make him go. And Sarah's like, I want to go. And he's like, well, you just heard that. Like, I can't go. She's like, what are you tying me down? I just want to go. Um, and then Chris Walken honestly gives a very level headed statement and just says, you can just hear about your screen test and then just come later. Like you only hear about it in a couple of days. He's like, oh, yeah. okay. <sighs> Surprising. Well, I could do that. Then, like, Sarah's like, I need to get out of here. And she leaves, and Larry goes after her. And then Wa Christopher Walken and Connie agree to, like, well, you want to go back to my place and bang? 
all right. And so they just go and do that, I guess. Cool. But we cut back to Larry uh, chasing Sarah. And he's like, I forbid you to go. And you cannot go. It's pouring rain. He grabs her and is like, you can't leave. And she's like, oh, you can't control me. And then um, they fucking start kissing in the rain because he grabs her after asking Passionately. for Passionately. Yeah. Yeah. And then he's like, let's go. He's upside love. down in like, the rain. Yeah, no, yeah. Yeah. It's basically that scene. Yeah. And she's like, okay, let's go make out or go make love. Excuse me. <laughs> Not make out. Much different. Very um, different. So they're sitting in bed. They're getting undressed for the sex. And he asks, <laughs> do you have your diaphragm? Uh, go ahead and put it on. She's like, I'm wearing it already. And I was like, wait. Hold on, I gotta make sure I know what a diaphragm is. I, <laughs> I was gonna ask you what a diaphragm was. Like, so it's not the part where you're breathing. It's not the breathing one. It's gotta be something different. Da, 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 da. I'm like, okay, got it. I, I, I knew what it was. I just did not know the exact name. Did not know oh the exact name. Oh my god. Oh my god. So I want to double check. I want to make sure I didn't get the context wrong. You knew. Okay, you know that there's two different types of diaphragms. Yes. No. Absolutely. Yes. Okay. Two different types. Yes. You were. You were because yes, the diaphragm is the thing that goes below the lungs that like makes yeah. the move, and then there's the contraceptive diaphragm. Yes, I know. Yes, no, I looked it both up because I was like, "There's no way it's that one. There's no way that it's that one. You can't put your lungs back in. You can't That's put your true. lungs on. Yeah. You can't do that. So I had to double check. I just want to be, you know, and this you, is and the research we do that, for this podcast. Yeah. We, but, you know, these. I'm pulling a peek behind the curtain. Okay. I'm being vulnerable. I'm like half these motherfuckers. Yeah. You're um, being vulnerable. And I'm like, you know, what's funny? Farts. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Burps are exactly funny. It. Yeah. Burps are really funny. Laugh, dude. <laughs> and I'm like, my whole life is a lie. I'm actually uh, not <laughs> Ethan. My name has been Nathan the whole time. But I, I thought that was a I really cool name. I wanted to appear cool, so I named myself after an actor, but I didn't really do yep. it exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I found out you actually couldn't pick your last name, um, yeah. so I kind of had to stick with what I got. <laughs> anyway. My name has been um, Mike this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to make it weird. I had to change. As soon as I saw him walk through the door, I had to change my name I'm to Mike. change quickly. <laughs> anyway, so she's like, so he's like, so wait, you're wearing it already? And she's like, yeah. Robert? She's like, yeah. And then he grabs her and just starts slapping the shit out of her. And she says, I I love you, not him. And um, he's like, I'm sorry. I don't know why I did that. I didn't plan to fucking beat you up. Anyway, here's some water. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? I don't know. So she admitted just, that she's she's cheated on him with Robert, basically. Yeah, that she loves Robert. Well, she fucked Robert. Yeah, and she loves him too. She's oh, she loves him. him? Yeah. Oh. She's like obsessed with Robert for some reason. You know, he's such a, a great guy. Yeah, he's a really nice guy. Yeah, totally. It's pretty. It must be a huge hit to your ego when like someone is like, I'd rather go for the complete asshole instead the, of you. It's like, I damn. mean, yeah, this is, he is like an incel in the making at this point, Larry. <laughs> yeah. 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 That is very They always true. choose the assholes. <sighs> anyway. Um, so yeah, then he's like, um, I, we didn't plan to do anything. I just went over to Robert's house and we did it. And we start talking, we meet in love. And then he's like, why'd you come up here then? And then he asks, like, if I go to Mexico with you, is it over with Robert? She says, no. And he <laughs> says, I love you, Sarah. And she says, I know. And he says, I'll always love you. And she says, no, you won't. <laughs> and during, like, this lowest moment while they're sitting and cuddling in their underwear, 
basically, and just like really actually pouring out their emotions. Mom shows up with dad. Oh my and is God. Like, it just comes in and is like, you gotta marry her. You gotta marry her. You gotta marry her. Just break, like it's like so absolute bombshell just comes in. <laughs> and it's just like, what are you doing, young lady? And she's putting on her clothes, trying to get out of there. And then dad, she's like, why aren't you saying anything, dad? And dad just says, because it's none of our business, damn it! <laughs> Gets fucking pissed. Finally, for the first time ever, he's a grown he's not man. Wrong. It's true. And in this moment, she finally realizes that, like, she clearly loves her son, but she finally realizes, like, what she's doing is not actually helping him, and there probably is no way she can actually help him. Right. To be honest, no. Because unless she beyond... kisses him. <laughs> yeah. Well, he, she doesn't know that. She can't <laughs> read his mind. Yeah. Um, and like, she even like offers like, let's put on like a cool record. You know, you always love these records. It'll cheer you up. And he's just like, I, I don't want to listen to the record right now. And I think that's mm. when she really realizes that like these little simple things that would cheer you up when you're a kid, when you like, you know, sprain your ankle or whatever sad thing happens when you're a kid, just don't apply in real life when like true heartbreak happens, you know? Right. Right. Uh, or when you feel like, you know, someone doesn't love you as much as you love them. <laughs> yeah. Which is when they, when they cheat on you. Yeah, when they cheat yeah. on you. And then they also that person they cheat on is one of the worst people in the movie. Yeah, the absolute worst person in the in the movie and possibly the world. Yeah. So then Larry goes and confronts Chris Rock and he's like, Are you gonna punch me? He's like, No, I'm not gonna punch you. He's like, That's funny. All right. Tuh. And then she's he's like, Well, was she good? And he's like, Eh, you know, first time's never good. You know, it's okay. Damn. And then he's like, Do you love her? He's like, Nah. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ, dude. Um, he's like, I don't know. I ran away from home when I was 15 because I wanted to be a writer. Cause that's what I know I wanted to do. I didn't stick with my parents. I wanted this. I also knew I wanted to sleep with a lot of women. <sighs> and so it's just like, he's just a fucking, polar opposite of Larry. Cause he's like, like a big, he's like, yeah, yeah. He's, just a, he's a womanizer. Yeah. And clearly Larry also is like close with his mom. Um, only has like, only sleeps with like one lady. Clearly he's like going a more traditional route. Well, sure. This guy's just like, I'm out here. I got an no orthodox Paris. route, if you will. Hey. Hey. Um, so Connie is there. She's like, I guess I'll still go to Mexico. Um, Larry's like, all right, I guess I'll stay here then. And everyone goes to Mexico. Um, uh, oh, so he goes to, what the fuck is this? <laughs> oh, okay. So, so he goes to work. Hmm. Which is the carrot shop or whatever right. the carrot squeeze the juicer shop. yeah the juicer shop and this guy Mr Elkins the boss comes in he's no he's he's not the boss because oh. some guy comes in he's like I can't sleep make some more stuff I don't know if this is a bit mm. um so then he gets a call he gets the job he's good to go he's gonna leave for the coast on Friday his boss is happy for him now that's something that doesn't happen nowadays his boss is happy for him to get the job uh, his boss's wife is happy like. They're all excited you're, for him you're to finally up. Get, get the job. He's moving up. He's going to the West Coast. It's like, oh, a big-name actor is going to be, you know, I can't believe a big-name actor got their start here. I'm going to be telling people about this for years. Yeah. Uh, Larry goes, tells his parents they're happy for him to go to the coast. Um, although, obviously, mom is uh, concerned but upset, but, like, she seems to be more okay with it. Um, and is like, okay, you know, I made some food for you. You know, be careful on the plane. He's like, I'm flying first class. Um, and it's, she says, do y'all remember where you came from? Your grandmother hopped over the Poland border, uh, a bunch of potatoes 
and the guard stuck Ben next into the sacks while she was there. You remember that's where you came from. And he's like, all right, I'll remember that. And she's Very like, cool. yeah, write every day and call us and blah, blah, blah. And she says, you'll do good. You're, you're, you're a good actor. Mm-hmm. And he leaves. Some person named Mrs. Tupperman says, hey, sorry to hear about your girlfriend. How's Greenwich Village going? He's like, I'm leaving that place. I'm gonna be ho- gonna go to Hollywood and act in a movie. She's like, that's cool. I don't know who this lady is. <laughs> what does and she look like? What does she look like? She's uh, in a building, leaning oh. down. She's oh, just an older lady. The movie opens with this. Oh, okay. When 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 Larry's leaving his house for the first time, there is a woman who's like, "Where are you going?" And he's like, "I'm going to Greenwich uh, Village." It's exactly God. the same person. It mirrors yeah. it. It rhymes. Yeah, exactly. And then he walks by his streets with all his his people in it, hanging out and having a good time. And he looks at the strudel his mom gave him and takes a bite. And it's like, I'm gonna kind of like implies like, oh, I missed this place a little bit, mm. but I'm on to bigger and better things. And then he, uh, you know, leaves, and that's the end of the movie. Wow, wow, what a film! <laughs> <laughs> what a questionable movie! I don't know. It wasn't fun. It wasn't interesting. That was interesting. I just don't like. I don't know. I didn't like it. I didn't like. I didn't like a lot of aspects of it. I didn't find there it. was a lot of things I did not like about this movie. Ugh, um, yeah, there were. But the thing is, it was more interesting because it, d- it was kind of a mixed bag. I think. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Because I don't like most of the characters. I thought no. the tone was all over the place. I just yeah. I did like some of. The, char- the characters I did like, though, were not in it enough. Shelly Winters. Winters. Bernstein. Bernstein. Incredible. Um, and we're done. I think no, we're, I think we're it. Yeah. Oh, wait. Uh, Jeff Goldblum was all right. He's oh, funny. yeah. He's pretty cool. He's funny. Yeah. But he was kind of in his own section of the movie, which kind of made it feel like this is the tone. It's weird Hollywood. It's, you know, casting. It's its, its own special world. So I, I actually uh, was curious about, yeah, like this movie feels very like internal about like what it was like to be like an actor, a, a person who wanted to pursue acting in the fifties. So I looked up a bit about like the director and the guy who wrote the movie also directed the movie. Uh-huh. And apparently the movie is based on his own lived experience of Ugh, being a struggling me. actor in the fifties. Oh and God, it's, it's very like, it's, it's like loosely like, it, or it's like, it's it's very it's 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 similar, but certain like liberties were taken, but a lot of it was taken from his own lived experience. Which did he have someone like close to him also commit suicide? Or uh, probably. Like, I don't know. It, I I don't know how close it is. I don't know if he was. I, there might be like interviews. The I just like checked out like Wikipedia, and it was basically like, yeah, you know, he was casted. It, this is essentially like the Fablemans for this guy, right? Where it was like, how Boy. did he? How did he start out? You know, what sort of things did he do in order to Turns get into out, the industry? Turns out, Fablemans is a lot more interesting when you're actually someone who made a bunch of like really crazy, acclaimed <laughs> films, as opposed to someone who's like, oh, it was crazy my life here, huh? Yeah, yeah I don't know. Sure it's was. I, I I liked certain aspects. I loved I loved the way the movie began, and then yeah, I I also agree with you. I think Shelley Winters is the absolute heart of the film. What's your favorite? Oh, this is something because we did this last time. What is your favorite scene of hers in the movie? Do you think? I love the part when she starts singing and dancing. Like oh, as yeah. she takes the spot from she's, spotlight. She's from dancing with Bernstein. A, it's, no, no. The part in his mind palace mm-hmm. is like imaginary thought of her stealing the spotlight from him. Yeah. Being upstaged. Um, you know, and I, I love that scene because it really shows this her the amount of range she has. And I think yeah. that was just a lot of fun. And she's just really, really great. I also I mean, I also did really enjoy the part where she kind of turned on a dime with her with his uh uh, uh, girlfriend? 
yeah, 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 it was Sarah. Yeah, yeah, I I loved the opening. I loved because that was such a good like. I, it's like everything I I need to know about this person is just like out, and you know it's like yeah, everything pro- you need to know. You can kind of stop from there, right? Yeah, really. You just start the movie. You see yeah. how his mom acts, and then you're like, all right. I'm good. We're good. good Let's go. get out of here. You. I understand you more. Let's talk more about this Bernstein guy or, uh, you know, even turn a little bit more about mom. I don't know. This is a really good example because sometimes, you know, we'll criticize the movie and we're like, oh, I didn't like I didn't like the movie. But like, what didn't we like about it? And here it's like, obviously, she's great in it. Like, she's good in it. Certain other actors are really good in this movie. It's like, it's not that's not the problem with it. I think it's just the way that the tone is handled by the writer director and maybe the way that he's portraying certain characters feels like lacking. I feel like that's that's where the movie's failing and it's not necessarily due to the actors themselves, you know, or whatever. Like I I think yeah. it's I think it's 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 rotten from that perspective, but not like it's not Shelley Winters' fault that the movie's bad. You know, I think it's actually the, like you like you perfectly said the movie's watchable because of her really um yeah, really. and a couple she's of the other she's not in enough and she I really was gonna say, she's barely in enough to make it watchable <laughs> yeah exactly yeah i don't think i'd ever watch this movie again i was dude i was I, I was so fucking excited like when the movie started i'm like oh is this like my new favorite movie is this like what oh, i wow i was Oof, like i sucks. think i'm gonna want to watch this movie like way more like once once we were done recording the podcast i'll watch the whole thing again like i love this whole atmosphere love seeing you know like old greenwich village also, even be- so even before we talked you were still excited to watch it no no this was oh, when no, 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 this no. was when the, the the bearded man shows up and wants to write uh. a poem that was when i was like i I think this is going to be my new favorite movie. And then the uh, suicide that. scene happens and I'm like, Oh no, I'm, I'm oh, wrong. No. I made no. a, I made the wrong choice. Um, but you know, we made the right choice watching another great performance by Shelly Winters. Saves really this did. film. Yeah. The, the other movie. Next stop, another movie. Thank the God. next stop, another Shelly Winters movie. Guys, do you have any other Shelly Winters movies you'd recommend? Uh, there's, there's sure quite a few. She is probably a very prolific actor. Email us and email the other half podcast.com. Let us know. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter threads, and on, um, on uh, discord. And if you want to listen to our previous Shelly winters episodes, you can find them on any podcatching app. And while you're there, please leave a five star rating and review. We will read it in the show, no matter what it says. Uh, even if it is just a weirdly toned story about you becoming an out of work actor to an in work actor, um, we will read it. We'll absolutely yeah, read that sure, on go the show. For it. Why not? You know what? If you want to pour a bunch of money into making a movie like this and getting an amazing cast of, like, the craziest thing about this movie is how good the cast is yeah. for how mi- middling the kind of script and budget is. Like, yeah. I'm just, like, I feel like Shelley Winter called, like, was a favor that she did this for. Maybe she something. genuinely liked her character and she was like, yeah, I want to play this. She did bring a lot to it, so maybe she was really just interested in the character work. But, uh, yeah, and you get Christopher Walken in here. You get yeah. uh, uh, Jeff Goldblum in for a bit and, you know, Bill Murray. Like, all before they were really known. Like, yeah, it's, it's pretty crazy. Yeah. yeah. And then you have the main actor who... Good night, everybody! <laughs> <laughs>